Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Edoya, recorded in November 2021. At the start of her career, she already knows the importance of self-awareness, empathy, and mental health, all things that took me nearly 15 years to realize. All right, so we're now recording. Hello, everyone, Noreen here, and today I have with me Doya. Oh my God, did I get that right? <laughs> you got it right, Doya, right? <laughs> Amazing, I should have double-checked before we started recording. <laughs> But anyways, I'm glad I checked and make sure that everyone else is also going to get that right. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Noreen, for inviting me. And, and yeah, you perfectly said my name. So congratulations for that. And it's great to, to share your thoughts. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, my name is Idoya, Idoya Herrero, and I'm originally from the north of Spain, from Bilbao which is a, a small city uh, with a very industrial background and now turn to, you know, all this service, the Guggenheim Museum, uh, it's now, you know, vibrant city. And well, I, I decided to, well, I studied the hotel management in the city of Barcelona. I decided to move there to study and did my bachelor there. While I was there, I discovered a whole new world. I did internships in, in different um, you know, all those I worked in shops. I, I had the chance to to live abroad in Malaysia, and and then you know I I ended up coming back home to Bilbao because of the pandemic, and and found a whole new world with uh, travel tech and and remote work, and yeah, I really also in my free time I love to to dance. I'm a big ballet dancer, <laughs> amateur ballet dancer. And I also love to to go walking around the sea. I live in a in a very famous place for for surfing, so I enjoy going there and just having a look to to the sea. And of course, I love traveling too. And and I always, whenever I get the chance, I I try to to do a small getaway from from the city. Oh, yeah, we all love traveling. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's been nice. The last few months I've been able to travel again. But yeah, in the last, what, nearly 20 months, it was definitely a def definitely a challenging time for us all. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, even though now when you're traveling, you need to check all the restrictions, mm. you need to be aware of, of the safety measures. So it's not a, it's not the same, but it's, it's different now. That's true. Um, so why did you choose to study hotel management um, in Barcelona? What got you into hospitality in the first mm. place? Yeah, so so honestly, it's it's a funny story. I decided that, that I wanted to study hospitality while I was in a hotel. Okay. <laughs> so for me, my, with my family, we used to always go on holiday all together, the four of us. And in one of our on our summer travels, uh, we were staying at a hotel in a very well-known chain in, in Spain. And, you know, we had this issue and in, in the hotel that we always went. So we spoke, you know, to public relations. We explained that we had this, this issue, that we, we it was not up to our expectations. 
and you know they they really made a, a huge effort to understand what was going going on to help us and in the way there was this this girl this woman that was studying at at uh, the tourism and hospitality uh, school of, of San Ignacio Barcelona and she was super young and I asked her like oh how are how do you do that you are like already working and you're you know young and and how cool that you can actually work from from the start of your university degree with the bachelor and and she was like yeah well my university just let us all uh, make internships in summers from the very first year so i decided to come here to the canary islands to do my internship and yeah this is my university in case you want to know more and and yeah that's how i i i'm kind of started thinking that I wanted to study that, that I really would love to be on her place, you know, doing internships and and living the, that side of the hotel that I had lived as a traveler with my family and making other families happy. So, so well, it didn't end there because I started to, to look for the university in Barcelona, but, you know, it was like it meant that I had to move there. Uh, there was a financial investment that was needed to be done every year. And, and, you know, my parents told me like, okay, um, we can do this effort for you, but you need to make sure to get really good grades at high school. Uh, you need to make sure to, to, you know, that you're going to make the most of the time there. And so I, I did that. I, I got really good grades at, uh, at, my, at the high school and, and then, you know, moved there and, and made the most of, of the time. <laughs> Amazing. I, I kind of had a similar journey as well. Like, I knew I wanted to go um, study abroad because I was living in Bangladesh at the time. And my parents said the same thing. If you get good <laughs> grades in your high school, then you can go abroad to study. Yeah, because I mean, it was like more than the, the grades itself. It was the meaning of, okay, that you are taking like a, a goal and you are working towards it. And exactly, I mean, it was yeah similar path then. <laughs> Um, and so you got into Barcelona and you did a couple of internships. Where where did you do them? Right. Uh, so it was a very various um, companies. So the first one, my first year, I went into a Hilton hotel in, in the Balearic Islands. And I was working as a guest experience. Uh, then I was also doing... Um, uh, cross training on, on front office, which I really loved because, you know, for me, I consider Hilton to be a great university for, for high standards of service, uh, for difficult guests also, because there was, you know, a whole new thing with the different levels of Hilton honors and, and the different needs. So for me, it was like a, a university of service quality and, and standards. Um, then the second summer, I came back to, to my city, to Bilbao. And I went into a boutique hotel uh, prefer, that it belongs to Preferred Hotels and Resorts, Hotel Miro in Bilbao. And I was working at the front office and reservations department. We, we did everything together, you know, boutique hotel, 50 rooms. And, and there I had a really great mentor who is now my friend, Esther, the front office manager and, and the director lady. They were both thinking always out of the box. Uh, thinking how to handle guests. I, I really learned a lot on, on handling difficult situations, like, you know, um, even when a guest came, like, oh, I got pick pickpocket, or 
yeah that kind of situations or you know I'm, I'm having like the room it's not what I expected and and you know I want to get another one and you know different situations I also remember sometimes uh, helping on on the breakfast <laughs> and I think that's where I got the, the taste for good coffee and good brunch <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, that was also my second internship. And then for my third year, I did a complete change. <laughs> and I jumped into, into an OTA, into Expedia Group in Barcelona. I was there for seven months as an account manager. And that was also a whole new world. Uh, I, I didn't know how, you know, um, an office life felt like and, and how, you know, um, Cold calling felt like um, all that. I was handling about 100 uh, hotel accounts from Barcelona. And believe me, that was not easy. Uh, Barcelona, it's uh, a, a tough market. But I had a, a really great, great manager too, Nuria Villa, uh, who was an inspiration. She, she really knew how to make uh, empathetic leadership, how to be uh, demanding, but at the same time, uh, understanding and caring. And, and she's a great woman, great role model. And I learned a lot about data. I understood that I really love travel tech tools and, and how that can benefit a hotel. And, and that's where I found, I think, the, my, my actual, my current path. And, and yeah, after that, um, so I went to Malaysia to, to study, didn't do an internship there, but uh, an, an exchange which was uh, eye-opening for me. Um, I found that, that I really loved also different cultures. Um, I was there for four months and I visited six countries <laughs> while I was studying. So it was Monday, Thursday studying and then uh, weekend traveling, Amazing. which required, you know, organization and, and, and you know, being also very uh, responsible from, from the university. And I learned a lot on different cultures, on, on not being judgeful, on just seeing that young people, we share so many um, thoughts and, and beliefs in different countries. Mm. Absolutely. And then was it from Malaysia you came back to um, Bilbao for the pandemic or was it before you had some time in between? <laughs> so I had a very little time in between. Uh, so I came back from Malaysia. Uh, that was when COVID was just starting to, to, to sound there in, in, in Southeast Asia and, and all that. And so I went back to Barcelona because I was starting there my last semester. But actually, uh, while I was there for two months, you know, they, they declared lockdown in mm -hmm. Spain. So I didn't feel completely safe because at first I was, you know, having a hard time with, with the pandemic and I was actually afraid mm -hmm. and, and decided to come back here to, to Bilbao to finish my bachelor from home. <laughs> Well, in lockdown, everyone was at home anyway, so it doesn't really matter whether you were at home in Barcelona or in Bilbao. Yeah, you know, my thought at first was like, um, okay, well, if, if something happens here, if I get COVID and, and my family is not here, and then I, I saw that, you know, you just have to take care and be careful, but at first I was so afraid of it. <laughs> And it was so unknown for us, you know, almost exactly. 20 months ago, we, we, now we have a lot more information than what we did a while ago. 
Um, so what was interesting is that you mentioned throughout all these experiences, you had a lot of female mentors or um, inspirations that really helped you um, throughout your journey so far. What was that experience like? Was it something that you just, it just happened or did you seek it out or what was it like for you? So I think sometimes you, you create that atmosphere to, to find those, you know, that network. And in my case, I always say that I like to ask for feedback. <coughs> Sorry, my throat is. It's okay. So, um, yeah, I think I, you create the, the atmosphere to give positive feedback and constructive feedback. And in, in my case, I would always try to to get a lot of feedback feedback on on my daily operations. You know, as an intern. Um, if I was doing this correct, if not, and that led to a very, you know, two-way conversation on on not just feedback for me, but also for for the hotel, for the company I was working at, and and the, it, it always was my 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 superiors always found that very useful, and 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 you know as a good way to have these two-way conversations. So yeah, I always have female. <laughs> Uh, managers in my case so they were the ones uh, mentoring me and without knowing it and and then also when I when I finished my bachelor I started to be in touch due to to a university project with also with a community of women with uh, women in hospitality and travel tech from Rita Varga that you know very well too <laughs> and and now we raise up the community and and travel tech flat platform for development and you know I, I started to, to talking with there and with them and and realized that we have so many concerns in common and and as a young you know um, hospitality hospitality or travel tech professional I I didn't realize of the still so many things to improve in terms of of um, of inclusion on diversity on especially on, on woman representation on in some departments and, and especially in higher uh, positions. So uh, I started to work with them to just volunteer to to conduct here the, the webinars for, for the Spanish chapter with my colleague Luz, who is also a woman entrepreneur and, and Maribel also an expert on on sustainability. And I think you know you create that that opportunity to 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 find that that people or there's also as you say as you're creating or into these you know places these safest places to to share to find that mentors that are women or, or other underrepresented groups yeah it's it's interesting you're right you know somehow since I kind of got into this I mean I always knew I wanted to do something with women in hospitality but I didn't know what it looked like but as soon as I started starting it and, you know, putting it together, you're right, yeah. that sort of community and that network has just really built, you know, as a result of what I'm doing, I got to know Rita, I got to know Raise Up, and I've got to know so many people as a result of that. And that's been amazing. The thing is, even today, I don't know why it is women <laughs> that always interest me. Like, I always knew from a very young age that I was very inspired by strong women, Um and then when I came into the hospitality industry, I saw a lot of amazing women around me, but I didn't see a lot of uh, women represented in the senior leadership positions. And I was like, there seems to be a bit of a disconnect. 
Um, and as I got through my career a bit more, I was like, okay, I need to do something. I just didn't know what it was. So, you know, the last yeah, year and a half gave me this opportunity to, you know, share all these stories and it's been amazing. So hopefully I continue to build from there. But it's interesting how you also kind of gravitated towards that space of working with women, right? And you noticed that mm. already that there was not enough representation and that you wanted to do something in that space. Um, how did you come to that? Is that something that you did sort of very consciously or is it something just because you kind of saw as you were going through your university that it's something you wanted to get into? Yeah, so it just came to my mind now, different thoughts on that. And, and you know, I think it came a lot because of my background here back at home. I've always been very related to to social cause and to, to social justice, let's say. I have been volunteering for, for, you know, for different entities with children in social exclusion risk, um, with uh, also with families that, you know, some women also suffer from, you know, different uh, trauma. Um, I've also worked a lot with, uh, with social entities, local ones for food, food, uh, food banks and all that. Mm. And I think I all, I, I'm also like in my area in the north of Spain in Bilbao there's a lot of uh, social fight let's say so in terms of social rights uh, woman leadership uh, woman rights uh, and all that so I think you know that background plus being in Barcelona meeting you know all those incredible women and and you know finding that there was not that representation on the on the higher sphere I think that made you know all together something not just about women, but also about different, uh, you know, inclusion and, and mm. diversity policies and trying to be to build a, a kinder world. You know, my friends sometimes call me Miss Kindness <laughs> because I believe that, you know, you should be kind whatever happens in, in this world. You, you don't know the story of the other pers person in front of you and you need to be empathetic. And I think it's not just about uh, woman only, but about social justice and 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 you know to have all of us to have the rights that that we we should have. We are not asking you know as woman, we are not asking for 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 benefits or for for all, something like that. Which you know we are asking for 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 rights, for human mm. rights, and so. I think that made this this social background plus you know getting to know uh, all those women uh, a great mix, so that I was more interested into into women leadership and 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 inclusion and diversity. I think that's one like the the big actual uh, reflection that I make. Yeah, and it's interesting. Even yesterday, I was talking to somebody about you know being the empathetic leader and you know you you said you had that as well uh, one of your work experiences and you know if you think about i guess the the male stereotype which is you know not it's supposed to be masculine and macho and you know these are the leaders that we've had that's come before us you know they never really advertise the fact that being empathetic is really a really good positive superpower uh, exactly superpower to have you know whereas you know in the past you know I used to think okay maybe I'm being too empathetic maybe I'm being you know too kind and soft. actually yeah it's soft but actually no you know it's actually what makes me stronger it's what makes me a better leader 
and I know I'm better for it as well. So I think that the empathetic leader is such an important point that we definitely don't give enough credit to. Perfectly. And I think that's very related to traditional roles for, you know, for if woman, men, or, you know, and, and no, none other, you know, um, gender, no, no consideration for, for different roles, for just being who you are. And, and especially for empathy, for being sensitive sometimes, for being sensible for, for social causes or for other people. You know, someone can be tagged as, yes, soft or, or something. And, and that's not fair. I mean, empathy, uh, sensibility and, and, you know, being um, a good listener, that's a great skills for leaders. And I say that from the most humble and, and you know, junk vision, I have so much to learn about it. Uh, but there's something that uh, I I also, you know, at the first I wanted to be like more bossy, you know, to appear more um, more serious. And, and now sometimes, you know, I'm on a call like right now and, and you know, I'm nearly crying or laughing. And, and I think that's what makes us unique. And, and that's the, the actual um, essence of each of us to, to lead. And that's unique from us, and that shouldn't be uh, a negative thing, but a positive thing, especially when we speak about empathy, about listening, about all that. Hmm. No, absolutely. It's only, I mean, it's amazing that you're only graduated, what, last year, and you've already, I feel like you've already grown so much in just a year's time. <laughs> Whereas for me, it's taken me almost 15 years of my career to like, finally realize that no it's great to be empathetic and it's a wonderful quality to have. I mean it's it's something that I, that I've learned also in the in uh, thanks to this network of women with mm. uh, with Rita with Luth with all of them with the networks and and just being truthful to myself like how the hell I'm gonna be myself while working if I cannot even be you know, my, my first trait, which is, which is like to be kind, to to just, you know, sometimes I, I get this this crazy point and then I love dancing and all that with, you know, on a call or something. And, and you know, that's not bad. Of course, you need to, you know, sometimes you're in a meeting and it's a serious thing, but you need to learn who you are and, mm -hmm. and just respect that and, and embrace that uniqueness. Embrace also that moment when you want to cry, when you want to laugh. It's not everything on the books. It's not everything about, you know, being super um, correct. Sometimes we are humans at the end of the day. We, we make errors and, and you need to have that time to reflect. I think that's also one of the key points for, for, uh, for learning and growing. You need to reflect with yourself. Like, am I okay with, with, my, with the, the, how I'm behaving and, and how myself I'm feeling? Mm. towards my work towards my my colleagues um is there something that it's not letting me be myself um no yes why i mean i ask myself a lot why why are you feeling this like not just denying a situation or, or a feeling but understanding why and where it's coming from ah oh, i'm learning so much from you today <laughs> <laughs> have to hear that Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And it's just a great reminder. You know, again, it was a conversation I was having yesterday. We don't take the time to reflect. And also just be 
inspired by ourselves you know we've done all these things already you know we've lived this life you know we we've come to this place because of us as individuals and we need to really own it and recognize it and like you said that's where the learning and the growing happens so yeah and especially now with uh you know with the pandemic i think there's a lot going on on, on mental health and and you know and psychological safety and and i think it's something that it's good to be uh, spoken up and and to to you know just open openly speak about and and you just take you know get your routines get your 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 method i call it like the method to to be you know good with yourself to to reflect or even sometimes it's just going for a walk or going to the mm. gym or or drawing or speaking to your grandma i mean just do all those things that that are good for for yourself exactly absolutely <laughs> um and i just wanted to touch on what you're doing now so you moved into hospitality tech as a full-time role what is it about it that you're really enjoying now okay so that's a great question um, so I'm currently working at Ask Sweetholder Chatbot, uh, which uh, has been for two years one of the of the best the best chatbot according to Hotel Tech Report, and and you know I'm working as business development manager for for the Spanish market. Um, initially, I was working as a sales development representative for for actually lots of markets, <laughs> and <coughs> sorry again. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I got um, into, into more the, the strategy side and we are, I'm, I'm really enjoying, you know, to be able to, to make the, the strategy to get into a new market, which it's, it's not easy uh, when there's not market awareness on, on a product or on a travel tech product in this case. Also, there's the pandemic. Uh, many hotels are still hesitant on, on trying new tools and investing in tech. Uh, however, I always say that the, the return on investment is, is very great and, and there's always this point that I like about uh, giving advice on hotels on how they can actually handle a new project like a chatbot or, you know, changing the website. Many hotels are also doing this thing of changing their website, their booking engine, their systems, you know, thinking on using more data. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's key. Um, if you don't have data, you cannot take uh, the most accurate decisions. And this historic data, it's no longer the, the actual the accurate data, but the, the future one, as you know, uh, many companies like SDR and many others are doing now with with data uh, for looking into the future. Mm -hmm. Future, and 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 yeah, we are on this on this um, as we say the 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 artificial intelligence revolution for photos. Because it really makes a difference to to have all, all you know like a platform where you can integrate all these channels like your web chat, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, Google Messages, everything together now, and and hotels need to learn that that's going to help them and that that is going to augment their their teams. They're going to make their their teams uh, can focus on on the difficult issues on creating action plans based on data. And, and yeah, that's the revolution I'm trying to, to, to do now. <laughs> uh, well, wishing you all the best for the, I love that AI revolution for hotels. Yeah. Um, and yeah, also, like you said, augment their team so that, you know, they can come out of like perhaps more of the administrative 
work that technology can help mitigate for them and they can really focus on the guests and delivering a wonderful guest experience instead so exactly and i think it's also about you know uh we're a very young company so we also you know we work remotely here in europe and i really love that feeling that we are actually listening to the market and then we are bringing it to our teams uh, inside ask suite and co-creating um you know different strategies and 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 just you know collaborating in a remote atmosphere which it's not easy i mean you, you need to also find your method for mm. remote working uh you you really need to get those colleagues also out of the of the you know the the eight to five and all that and and i think that's also a key thing that I, i'm enjoying a lot that also freedom of, of choosing where you work from mm. um how you 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 deal with with your colleagues also in a virtual and virtual mm. space and all that yes i think there was there's been a lot for everyone to learn about that in the last 20 yeah. months and i think we all continue to learn about that as well yeah because you know i think many of us didn't expect to to be working from home or or you know all that <laughs> And but I think we've learned a lot from it. And, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see how the world adapts um, along with it in the coming yeah. years. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, another revolution also yeah. for, for working, home working yeah. and all that. Um, and as much as I would love to keep talking to you, I am going to come <laughs> on to my final question. And that is who inspires you? Okay, so I mean, this is maybe not the answer that that it's to be expected, but I always mention my grandma, um, Carmen, because she she's such a fighter. She's now uh, ninety years old, and and you know I found her so inspiring because she she she's a role model also. Um, she lived during the the war here in Spain. Uh, she always tells me how how she remembers you know all the bombs coming out. Then she lived the the afterward, which was even harder sometimes. And and you know she she had a family of four. My mother is is you know one of them, and there are four children that she raised. Um, and then also she she used to work before actually before getting married. Um, she was the one uh, also asking for for more rights for women in mm. her factory. It was one of the biggest factories in the north here, and and you know she was the one going to the to the engineer and telling him like you know uh, it's summer so we I don't understand why we need to to wear this this uh, clothes is because we are women and men can go you know in different uh, uh, clothes and and you know we we should also get the same pay and we don't get it. And uh, you know, she raised those those questions to in, in a really tough situation in in the middle of you know a, a tough political situation also here in in Spain. Mm. So that's also one of the things that I learned, you know, to to fight, but with a lot of education and with kindness. One of the of the key learnings that she always mentions is uh, that with kindness and education and you can just read whatever you want in the world, you can achieve whatever you want, but always with that kindness and, and education and, and good manners. And I think that's one of the, the good things I learned from her. Also, um, I just feel she's such a fighter, you know, she, 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 every day she works up at 7.30 in the morning 
uh, she does the cleaning thing, she, she starts to do the, the breakfast and, and then she, she goes for a walk and, you know, she's 90 years old and everything. It's like, believe me, it's tough for her, you know, <laughs> whenever she needs to, to get dressed and everything. So, so I really think she's such a fighter and, and role model also. And even though she's not related, you know, to, to the business world or whatever, I think it's important also to have a transversal approach to to equality and and to women. There are also so many women like my my grandmother that you know because she got married and at that time you you should be taking care of family. She didn't continue working, but believe me that she was one of the top um, you know uh, persons in the in the factory and and got promoted even. But you know she she decided to take care of of the family. And I think that's also a key learning. You can find inspiration also, not just from, you know, uh, famous people or just one type of woman, but, you know, to be transversal, it, it's also one of the, of the key factors for, for a more equal and, and diverse world. Absolutely. Um, I agree. For me, my grandmother as well was, is a great inspiration. She's 89, so one year younger <laughs> than yeah. your grandmother. Uh, but yeah, she, she's always been very independent, very strong. Uh, mm. She still lives on her own, you know, four f- floors up, no lift, you know, going up Whoa. and down. Uh, she does get more help now. She's finally related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes they ask for help, even though you need to, you know, be there. And, and try to push them <laughs> exactly finally she takes help uh, but yeah no she's been an amazing inspiration to me too uh, well thank you so much for sharing your story and um, your insights with us today Erin it's been a pleasure and always learning I mean that's you know I'm, I'm super grateful to be connected to to Mercy or woman like you and and to keep learning and, and sharing and building those safe spaces for for women and other underrepresented groups and, and yeah thank you so much you're welcome <laughs> thank you so much for listening i hope you were as inspired as i was by that story please follow us here and on linkedin where i post videos of the recordings Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.